Welcome to Chuh, the number one teaching podcast for teachers who do nothing and are staying positive about it. I'm your kindergarten teacher, Mike. And I'm Amanda, your middle school ELA teacher. How's nothing? <laughs> uh, nothing was beautiful this weekend. I went away and it was amazing. And it was um, virus free, no corona. That is glorious. Where did you go? <laughs> I went to Lake George, um, the place of dreams and isolation, <laughs> which was were great. There, were there not a lot of people there? Uh, no, not really. Wherever we, um, we stayed on a place that had like a little beach and stuff, like right on the shore of the lake. And whenever we went down, it was pretty, uh, you could like easily space yourself out if there were people there. And mm-hmm. sometimes there was just no one there, which was really nice. And did you guys have to like Clorox your whole rooms down and stuff? We yeah, they had like a ton of hand sanitizer at the place, and um, mm. every day they would come and like wipe it down and stuff, which we'd also mm. do. That's nice. Yeah, That's so nice. It was a good change of uh, change of pace and change of scenery. And a place that you can drive to, and you don't have to get on the airplane, and it's not scary. Yeah, that was great. It was just That's nice uh, not having to worry about <laughs> being, I don't know, all the craziness that we currently have to worry about. Yeah. So did you guys like get a lot of rest? Um, yeah, we did. It was it was crazy because usually I don't. Um, I still have like my teacher's sleeping pattern going on where I'm waking up at like seven eight. Do you still do that? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I know. It's like I I feel like I've been on summer vacation for about a month so far, and it hasn't like gone away, which is weird. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, Lake George, it was like a hard. I'd wake up at like ten every day, which was amazing. Intense. I don't know if I was just in that mindset. Yeah, um, different yeah. place, time to relax. Yeah, and now back in Brooklyn, Brett, back to it, back to doing nothing in a different. You got back today, place. right? Yeah. Oh, so then you'll probably wake up tomorrow at like six. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> I'll, I'll be. I'll be like, what's wrong? <laughs> I need to go back. <laughs> it's the vibe of the home. Yeah, of the borough. Yeah. Oh, and I started up there. Me and my brothers. Um, I started to learn how to play chess, which is very exciting. Cool. I didn't tell you. Yeah, that was neat. You know, I'm not good you, at it at all. But you never took advantage of um, Mr. Um, Mr. Leonard. Bert, what's his last name? Mr. Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> Bert. Yeah, our our chess teacher. Yeah, he's great. And I'd always um, chess club was in my room in the year we taught together. So I would always like stay after and watch them play chess because I just I love games, but I never I had no understanding of chess at all. Um, yeah. But the kids are so smart and so good at it. It was just like fascinating to watch them try. And, and um, they would like verse him every now and then. Sometimes they beat him. He's uh, really good. He's really good. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy. But now I'm starting to get the hang of it. I keep getting checkmated like in a couple turns. I bought this game where you could like, you know, verse computers at chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. I'm trash at, t- at chess. <laughs> we should verse each other so maybe we'll both feel good if, if one of us beats the other you'll definitely beat me <laughs> um how how long do you think this is gonna last for you mike the chess thing the chess thing that's yeah. a good question because i i don't know i think if i get like if i start to feel like i'm getting better with it and i'm starting to like beat the computer it mm-hmm. could be pretty good but uh, ah. if I lose a couple more times, I might rage quit and just never play it again. <laughs> just smash everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good we'll idea. see what happens. But uh, um, that's, that's been my nothing so far. Oh, yeah. Good. Sorry. No, it's okay. Sounds exciting. Sounds like actual nothing. Yeah, Beautiful. that's true. 
Um, somebody, somebody like posted something. Damn, I wish I would have saved it. I saw um, online today where it said like everybody deserves a day. I mean, in everyone's case, I would say multiple days, maybe weeks or months. <laughs> um, yeah, where nothing is demanded of you, and you don't have to face any challenges, and you can just like enjoy being alive. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's true. Let's do that on the reg, like every day. <laughs> right? Yeah. I had I think I had one solid day of that recently. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. What was it because like? I was telling you that there was like so many events like baptism and then baptism and then yeah. um Emmy's birthday and then uh before that it was Emmy's other birthday. So her, you got a her, her birthday was on Thursday. Um so we did like a little um cake cutting with her dad because her dad wanted to celebrate her actual birthday. Yeah, so, on the birthday. On the birthday. So we did that. And then we invited, like, immediate family over. And yeah. then um, baptism and then baptism from nephew and niece. And then then we did on Sunday another birthday for Emmy where we <laughs> were like, okay, we'll do, like, an event thing where everybody can come. And because we were afraid of people, it was immediate family only anyway. So it was, like, right, all yeah. the same people same again. Same people. It's like, why did I just do this twice? But... <laughs> Um, she liked it. Yeah, as well as but, Emmy liked it. Yeah, but after those, like, four events, um, I, and I've been waking up, like you said, at, like, 7, 7.30. Yeah. Um, even if I go to sleep at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, I go to right? sleep two. Yeah, I go to sleep at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, which I don't know why. My brain doesn't shut off. And then <laughs> I wake up at, like, 7 or 7.30, so I'm getting no sleep. And then I was doing all these events, so it was Monday. I'm like, yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, I took a nap and I told the 13-year-old to hold the four-year-old down. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Like, watch the, ch- the child. And yeah. so she did. And I slept from 11.30 to 4.30. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. And when I woke up, Liana was like, they made a sporky. <laughs> what a sporky? Oh, from Toy Story? From Toy Story, yeah. Oh, my God. They made a sporky. They, they played with the magnetiles. They... um. Um, she had the, my daughter had cleaned. Liana had cleaned the living room and the dining room and the kitchen. Oh my god! And she you fed take more naps more often. I know she <laughs> fed the baby lunch, and she put her down for a nap. When I woke up, she was down for a nap. Like I was wow. like, "Whoa, you did your thing. Thank you, ma'am." Yeah, geez, that's amazing. So, yeah, typically she has to do the dishes, so I did the dishes for her. Oh, a thank that's you. Nice. Yeah, it was great. That was my nothing day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five hour power nap. Damn, I love a nap. Like in the middle of the day, there's the nothing. The best. There. You just feel the... so recharged and ready to like take on the rest of the day. Is it weird? Do you feel this way? I feel like I sleep better during the daytime. Yeah, I I I like I can't fathom like being awake for I don't know how many no. hours straight you're awake for. Twelve or thirteen, fourteen. It's um, crazy. Yeah, that's nuts to me. But like more. night, nighttime comes and like the moon comes out and I'm like, oh, it's time to write something or let me like <laughs> watch something inspiring or let me like read yeah. some like poetry or something. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's yeah, yeah. asleep and it's so quiet and peaceful in the house and like, oh, I'm, this is going to be, this is like the best time ever. And so yeah. I'm up all night. And then during the day, my husband is at work. The bed is all mine. This, oh, you know. Yeah. 
it, the 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 light is nice Freedom. in my bedroom during the day. I don't know. The, I, I like to go to sleep when it's like dim light and not like super black. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And um, it's just do great you, like to sleep during the daytime. Do you do that more during summer vacation because you can like stay up later at night? Are you normally like that during like school I, school hours? I I am I'm a night owl all the time. Yeah. I try to get more sleep. You know during. I have. I'm just exhausted more during the, the school yeah. year. Um. So I, I go to sleep earlier, but it's so hard. It's hard to go to sleep before like eleven or twelve typically. And you know what's weird? Like I can. I never was able to sleep on a Sunday night. Really? Oh, because of you? like Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries. Just, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No matter how comfortable I got in my position at my school with my kids, how prepared I was, like I would know what I'm going to teach. I was super ready. It was going to be great. I knew everything was fine and nobody was on my back and it wasn't like I had crazy, you know, when I moved schools, I didn't have like crazy admin who would send like anxiety inducing emails at all hours. Oh my God. Yes. But I still could not sleep on a Sunday night. I could never sleep on a Sunday night. I wonder, do you do, I don't know if this is a teacher thing or a me thing where it's like, you're kind of always planning for like worst case scenario in your head. Like, oh my did God. you do that late at night? Oh my God. I wish that you could understand how serious that is in my head. Yeah. I wish it's that like, you could um, understand. I've heard it described as like the church of worry, where it's like if you're, if you imagine like the worst case scenario, it might not happen because you're thinking yeah. about it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. that. It's so bad. No, it's the anxiety tough. is very real. It's very real. Yeah. I've actually had like my therapist tell me to, to get on some anxiety med- medication like multiple really? times. Yeah. And every time she tells me, I'm like, be quiet, please. Thank you. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. That's amazing. Um, be quiet. And then like, and then, like I'll, cause I don't want to be, I don't like medication. I don't want to be on medication, but yeah. it, I really do. Like, I, like the girls got um, blood work back recently and it was all great. Right. It was all great. Oh, great. And the doctor was like, Oh yeah, the ba- she has um, I don't know some levels of something were slightly elevated because it seemed like she was just getting over a viral infection. But she didn't have COVID, and she she didn't have um, um the, the antibody the antibody test came back negative. She oh, didn't have okay. the flu. Nothing. Everything was like it wasn't anything serious. It seemed as though she was just getting over like a a viral infection that she may have yeah. had. Um, and it's she's going to retest in three weeks just to make sure that the, those numbers are back to normal. But she was like, this is totally normal happens all the time. And right. I started checking Google and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. This you go, is horrible. Worst case oh, scenario. Yeah. Like what does she have? Let me check the rest of her body. I need to make sure oh, no. what. And I, I literally made myself sick. Anyway, oh, this is going, no. getting into that. Yeah. But, like yeah. I was on the toilet, but, oh. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, my anxiety is like ridiculous. I think that's why yeah. I'm a night owl, but also in trying to uh, reduce anxiety, like I get super inspired by other things um, that's amazing. At, at that hour. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's, it's yeah. part of like, it's almost like um, staying up after. I mean, like now on summer, it's like, man, I could stay up till 2 a.m. I can never do that during the school year. So it's like I'm taking advantage of this time. In yeah. my mind, it's like I can never do this. So it's yeah. kind of like uh, I don't know. There's some yeah. kind of like um, mischievous level to it. For some <laughs> yeah, <reason. laughs> right. It's like a kid who can finally. When we were kids, we yeah. used to take um, my brother and my sister and I. We used to take our book bags on Fridays 
and do the weekend salute and then throw <laughs> the book bags in the closet. <laughs> like That's aggressively. Amazing. That's the what this is. But, but this also kind of feels like this summer to me feels like the last supper almost because like, Oh my God. Yeah. Because it, it's <laughs> like, okay, great. We're on summer vacation, but like the, every day that passes, you're like closer to like the start of the school year where yes. you're going to be in these classrooms that no one has been to for months and months and months because the numbers were high and now they're even yeah. higher than they were. You know what I mean? Like oh my God, even yeah. more people have had it at some point or like we don't know how the antibodies work or like we have no idea how we're going to do this. And we just know that we're all going to be guinea pigs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Talk um, about the church of, of worry. Like, yeah. It's going to be nuts. So, be yeah, uh, mindfulness is key these days because, um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really do to to uh, worry about things that don't exist yet. Right. That's true. Yeah. I keep reminding myself, like, I know at the like federal level, you know, the secretary of education has come out saying, like, they're threatening to like withhold funding from public schools if they don't open in some sort of capacity in the fall, which is what? insane. Um, yeah. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. She was saying Betsy, Betsy DeVos, I think that's how you say her name. She was saying that, yeah, schools need to, when like pushed on like, you know, do you have a plan for how these schools could open? She was like, oh, they need to figure that out at the state level. So they're basically, she was just saying like, yeah, you got to figure out how to open up. Um, she was also saying that, like, there's always going to be a risk um, of kids going to school and, like, dying, which is insane to say. She said, like, that, that 0.02% may have, like, fatalities from COVID during oh. opening, which is, like, thousands. Ten, someone ran the numbers. It's, like, tens of yeah. thousands of children. Um, which also, is like... Zero percent needs to be the get, yeah we're shooting point oh two percent is right it's not acceptable what do you mean I don't understand yeah which is just an insane thing to say you know like last year we or last year oh my god last week we talked about how Reynolds in his book was talking about like reading things from people who you know have never taught in a classroom like yeah whatever if she ha- like this is not teacher talk there's no way no <laughs> like, no it's just insane um. Yeah, so I was reading up on that, and, and like, it's kind of become a national conversation, because, like, uh, yeah, the president has weighed in on this, like, debate, like, these tweeting out nonsense, and so far, at the state level, at least in New York, we haven't really heard much, or anything, if uh, schools will be opening up yeah. in uh, in August and, and September, but... Who's uh, asking the teachers what they think, though? Yeah, right, yeah. Who's asking, like, how are we not part of the conversation? I know it's crazy. It's it's just like kind of gross to imagine all these people deciding like the fate of hundreds. I mean, how many teachers are there across the country? Hundreds of thousands, millions probably. Um, and the yeah. children, like I, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of kids. Like it's it's like it, it was it was one of those things that kept me up late at night in this past couple of weeks. It's just like almost sickening to think about. You know that the teachers aren't being weighed in on this. I, yeah. I have heard that some schools are. Um, sending out surveys like some public schools or at least I've been reading on from some teachers on Twitter kind of right. asking teachers like would you come back if x y and z were put into place yeah um, but I I don't know it, like would uh would there be 
like what can they possibly put in yeah i was i was gonna ask you like i was asking myself that like teaching kindergartners with masks on is gonna be insane like there's no way those kids are keeping those masks on for to eight hours a day that's insane no (laughs) it's not gonna happen it's not going to happen i think honestly as much as i want to be in the classroom and as much as i absolutely hate um not being with my kids i feel like safety needs to come first that's what we've always preached all the time like yeah thing one in school has always been safety first all the time (laughs) oh excuse me um, yeah, I say that to my kids, like the first week of school, we always talk about like, I care about one thing first, your safety, then we can get to yep. learning and having fun, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to not like, you could do a million different things. If one kid gets sick in the school or if one teacher gets it's sick, it's a wrap. that's the ball game. Like it's crazy. It. Yep. Um, so that was very upsetting to read about and uh, cause of many late nights. Yeah. But, yeah. It's scary. Yeah. I, and again, like all these, my school has come out with a plan and, and um, you were saying your school hasn't really communicated anything to you yet about it? At all. No, we haven't spoken to them. Yeah. And it, like this, the plan we received was kind of, the whole thing was like a caveat because like it's only happening if um, these health qual- qualifications are met in New York and if the, the state, you know, decides to like open up schools, we're kind of following what the DOE is doing. And, and so far, that's, I think, what they've said as well. Yeah. Um, yep. Using, like, hybrid model of, like, three days in class, two days uh, remote learning. Which, really, I don't know what the fuck makes them think that that's a good idea. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all you need is one person and one day to contaminate the whole fucking place. Okay? Yeah. I mean, if one kid comes in, and this kid comes in on Tuesday... And Tuesday kid comes in, contaminates the damn teacher because we're there every day. Yes, right? exactly. And then we contaminate every fucking kid that we see after that. <laughs> yeah. And then all of them are just contaminated. Like, I don't get yeah. it. The Wednesday kids are going to be contaminated. The, the Tuesday kids are going to come back and get sick. I, yeah. What don't they understand? <clears throat> my... Um... My friend who's a music teacher and teaches middle school felt, said she feels like at this point we are just being like glorified babysitters. Because like what education are kids possibly getting at that point? Right. Um, if you're spending half the day just trying to make sure no one gets sick and gets falls ill and gets hurt, like what are they getting in these next couple months that wouldn't be – that is so vital and so important, you know? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing. What they really need to do is take care of the – like – it has to be that the kids come first always. Yeah. This reminds me of a um, Emmy's birthday where we were like, my mother-in-law was here and she was like, feed the guests first. And I was like, no, feed the kids first. The kids get fed first. Like, <laughs> yeah. The kids get fed first. The kids' safety comes first. The kids' well-being comes first. Like, you, yeah. We're not putting the kids in this situation. And I, I don't want to put myself in this situation either, let's be honest. I have my own kids at home. I don't want to make them sick. I don't want to be sick. I honestly feel like, I mean, I don't have any other conditions. I think I would be, hopefully, God willing, would be okay if something happened to me. But I don't want to contaminate anybody else's babies, and I don't want to contaminate my babies. And I just don't want them to go and take that to their grandparents or their family members who have, like, diabetes or, like, asthma or, you know, I just don't. You just have to think about other people. And they need to think of the kids' first and not like oh but the economy of course we need to worry about the economy 
but not where we're killing a bunch of people. I just yeah. think about what we just finished going through, right? On my on my Instagram, I made like um my personal Instagram, I made like um uh stories, you know, the highlights, highlights yes. of um everything that I posted during quarantine, and I wa- like rewatched it. I think it was yesterday, and it was horrible. It was a horrible time. And it wasn't that I was posting horrible things. It's just it brought me back to, like, what it felt like. Yeah, what was happening at the time and how we couldn't leave the house and how my kids were, my kids at school were losing uh, two and three family members in a week is what was happening. We had, (laughs) it was so horrible for them. And it was traumatic, like, traumatizing. And to put them back, our janitor... His son worked in the building as a janitor, and he would build things and, and uh, you know, repair things in the building for the kids. His yeah. son died of COVID. Oh, oh and my God. the janitor came back to the building over, you know, at the end of the school year to try to help clean up before, you know, while we were packing up and things. And he couldn't. He was hysterical all the time. Oh my like, God. Oh, yeah, my son course. worked on this, and my son worked on this, and my, I, he couldn't be there. He had to leave. And then... He was the only janitor that we had in the building. Who the hell is cleaning that place? Wow. They don't have money God. for like a professional yeah. cleaning crew. Oh, yeah. Um, a, function. Yeah. A bunch of parents are not bringing their kids back because they're, they're choosing yeah. to homeschool. Um, and That's what I was wondering, too. How many parents would willingly let their kids go? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I honestly, Mike, if I could afford it, I would quit and, and homeschool my kids. Yeah. Because... I, I don't want to send them. I'm scared to send them back. Yeah, I don't um, blame you. Yeah. And if, if I don't know, like there are positions that allow you to teach from home uh, constantly. Like, you know, it's just a yeah. remote thing. Yeah, it's just the current, like, it's how it is all year round. Yeah. That's not a bad, but yeah, like, and like you said, like, oh, of course I'd love to be in the classroom. That'd be amazing. Like, I'm, I would never want to go back in a million years with the, like, with the numbers, how they are now. I was reading this article said, saying that, like, uh, it was from a mom and also a teacher, and she was making her case, like, why we do need to go back to school. And she kept saying that kids, there's, like, no scientific evidence that kids get the virus. It's like, I know kids in my class had coronavirus. Like, that's not, that's baloney. I don't know yeah. why this is being passed around. Or right. that they don't transmit the virus. It's like, okay. The hell are they talking about? yeah that's not true that's just not a thing if they're human they can get it like that's that's a um and they also like think like high school kids i would not lump them in the same group as children you know like they're right 16 years old 17 years old um that is not like children category and they could easily pass it and transmit it to anyone yes Um, and there but there were plenty of i'm sorry to cut you off there were plenty of videos of kids who who had it like Moms posting their babies battling the virus in hospitals yeah. and stuff. Anyway, carry on. I'm sorry. No, just to, just to say that and, like, I, I understand. I mean, she said she's frustrated. She wants to, like, you know, see her, have her kid go to school. She wants some uh, to have them get an education. I understand that. But, like, you can't just say, like, kids. I, I've seen this argument in a couple different places as well for yeah. a, as a case for going back to school. Like, oh, kids can't transmit it. They can't get it. They'll be fine. Uh, that's yeah. just like such a reckless and like it's so insane, such an insane thing to say. Yeah. Um, and I think it's again coming from people who just like you, you got to live it and understand, like you said, that you're it's like you're protecting those people in your classroom and 
the kids themselves, if they're worried the whole day that, like, oh, my God, I'm being put in such a dangerous situation, I don't care if, like, each individual desk is, like, a room and there's, like, a, a face mm-hmm. mask over it, they have a face shield, they're still going to be just an ounce of worry, and you can't, right. like, have any meaningful learning like moments right. when everyone's right. in fear like wow i hope this teacher doesn't get too close and accidentally i don't know sneezes out of there like even if there is a yeah. face mask it's just like you can't create a classroom culture with that it's it's right if you right. can i would love to see it but i don't like i don't, I don't right. know but also think about like how people i mean school is what nine months of the year right nine yeah. eight or nine months of the year and yeah. how how long can you keep that going for? Yeah, that too. Like, How many days attention. can you possibly do that for? We got, in my school, we have no ACs. So oh my gosh, yeah. The first week of school, the classrooms feel like 100 degrees. Yeah. Um, then you get your mask on. Then mask and gloves for all, like, tell me how. I don't understand. And then even... I mean, just, I'm, I'm thinking a month in, some of these kids are going to be like, all right, well, I'm not coming to school with my mask. And then what do you do? Send them home? Who are you right, sending yeah. them to? Like, what do you do? At the- That's true, I, yeah. There's so I don't many understand. Things, so many, like, variable, variables to consider. Yeah, you got to think um, about, like, bathroom. How oh are you managing God, the bathroom? the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, with the little kids. They got to take yeah. their masks off and touch. Oh, my God. Those masks are going to be soaked in five seconds. Oh, and then they're going to have to take their masks off to eat. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like, they said they would do lunch in the classroom, but that is also just like 30-something kids eating. Oh, man. We did lunch in the classroom a couple times last year. It was not not good. And how do you stop the kids from talking to each other or passing notes yeah. to each other? Or playing with each other. How do you put these kids who've been deprived of like social interaction for almost a year? Yeah. How do you put them together and say, "Don't look, don't touch, don't speak, yeah. don't"? You're like, how? Yeah, you have to manage behavior. Like, here, like, if we thought we were dealing with tantrums before, oh, all now these you're dealing. Repressed. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be dealing with kids who are, who are traumatized, who have lost people, who miss their friends. Yeah. You know, Emmy Emmy is she was in nursery last year, she would be going to pre K now. And right. her um her best friend in school um is a little girl who is always happy. And Emmy is very mm-hmm. moody. She's my moody girl. <laughs> and um she she goes up and down. Like sometimes she's just not in the mood for you and sometimes she's like sassy and but this little girl is always happy, right? So yeah. we count on her to change Emmy's mood all the time yeah so like they'll they'll um do zoom play dates or facetime play dates and um emmy will be drawing with her and draw a bunch of sad faces over and over angry faces and the little girl will sing to her and like draw her oh my god um (laughs) and she's relentless like she doesn't she doesn't tire of trying to make everybody happy Oh and God. she's four. She's four years old, the little girl. Wow. And um, I had to hang up. She called Emmy for her birthday because she, she mailed a, a present. Oh. And she called her and they were playing. They both got the same toy and they were playing with it um, over the phone. And then the little girl, had to, we had to hang up. It got to be 1030. And I was like, okay, it's time to go. We'll call you another day. And Emmy, yeah. I mean, the little girl, this sweet little girl who's always happy, 
broke down saying like huh. sobbing saying that she misses her friends that she doesn't get to see her friends anymore and she wants to see her friends oh, god so sad and she, she was like i love you i love you and i miss oh. you yeah and it's like man they all feel i feel that you know what i mean oh yeah they all feel that way so imagine that age like i'm supposed to send emmy back to school yeah. In September. I'm supposed to send her back to school with this little girl in September. And her, their teacher is supposed to say, don't hug each other. That's going to be insane. Their That's teacher is supposed possible. to say, sit in this chair. You can't get up. You can't touch yeah. each other. You can't don't touch anything. Close. Don't get close to each other. That's torture. Yeah, it, it is. Tor- I was honestly thinking, I was thinking about that, of like, little, you know, seeing their friends again. And honestly, like, I'll, you know, when you see your, or when I see my kids from last year, I'm guessing, like, everyone's so, you know, some kids love to give hugs, some kids love to give high fives. My whole day is just going to be saying, like, no, don't come near me. That's terrible. Yeah. Like, that's emotionally taxing for me. It's going to be terrible for them. Like, right. you know, you see someone you haven't seen in, in so long. And I'll want to go up and, like, if they want to give a high five or say hi to them. And it's going to feel so sterile and so, yes. like, you might as well just be over the, oh, on the computer. My- yeah. yeah, my um, it's like when um, this year that passed, I had to take a couple of days off because my older daughter had a condition, a brain thing, right? She had, yeah. um, I don't want to, okay, that's it's it was she had an AVM, which you can look up if you don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but she's okay, it's not a big deal. But she, we had to take a couple of days off when we found out, right? I had to, my husband and I both had to go see neurosurgeons and a bunch this whole team of people. Um, because of what happened to her. And it, it was like, I took maybe three days off. And when I came back, the kids went crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were screaming. <laughs> they ran to me. They were all hugging me at the same uh-huh. time. And it was three days. Yeah. Can you imagine how they would be with all their teachers and each other yeah. after this? It's and you, like a, and you, yeah. You want, like, even more human interaction when you know that you've lost people. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, like, the kids in my school have lost so many people. So, yeah, I don't know. They need that. I feel like it's it's such a false start. And unless it can go back to the way – I don't know if it'll ever go back to the way it was, but, like, it it can't go back this way. Um, No. Unless it's going to be like, hey, I'll do remote learning for another eight months if we have to. Like, if, you know, we can right. guarantee it'll be better if, if you know, numbers will be down. And if people, uh, you know, I've, I read that the, the spokesperson for, like, the CDC said, like, if everyone goes hardcore and just, like, wears masks mm-hmm. uh, for, like, the next month, we'll drive the numbers to the ground, which would be great. But, uh, again, that's like, you know, you need cooperation from everybody, which is hard to do. But uh, yeah, no, no amount of um, remote learning will ever make up for a full classroom. But like that's comparing a full classroom to how it used to be. Uh, Or, you know, that's like what we what we imagine a full classroom is like. No one's ever had uh, this kind of learning experience before um, doing that. And yeah, it's just the kids will not benefit. Ultimately, they'll be put in danger, which is like number one (laughs) out of everything. Yeah. can't even be having these conversations without talking about that. But yeah, I, I think uh, that I think that we need to um, I think that we need to just remind ourselves that we are smart enough to come up with a solution without rushing it. Yeah, I think 
I mean, if this were to happen in the 1800s, okay, whatever. Well, <laughs> you know, this is 2020. There's technology, yeah. there's science, there's the internet at your hands. You know what You're I mean? absolutely it, right. We have the capacity to figure something out that is safe and we just have to stop trying to be so fast about it. Like, yeah. let's just, we, we already did remote learning. We, there's no reason to not. I was legit we, just thinking that, like, why can we just not do the same thing we've just we've been doing? We've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've been doing it. We're only going to get better at it because we've been yeah. doing it. You know, yeah, and most schools just ended their remote learning a couple weeks ago, right? So, like, if we continue it and we have this summer to like plan um, how to make it even better when we go back, we can just do that. Why don't we just do that until there's a vaccine that's yes. proven, which they're saying that they'll have in 2021, right? Yeah. So, like, okay, let's do this school year until they get the fucking vaccine shit together, and then. When the kids can get a vaccine, like they get all their other goddamn vaccines, then we can go <laughs> and do that, right? Like, let's create, let's wait until, you know, the professionals, the scientists come up with a, yeah. a Tamiflu for COVID and yeah. figure out, you know, how to manage it when people get it. And that's it. Like, yeah, there is. That's true. Like, why, why do we feel the need to rush it? Like, Yes, school starts in the fall during normal, mm -hmm. like, yeah. non-pandemic times. It doesn't need to start September 1st or whenever, you know, whenever schools start. Right. Um, and if it does, it can be remote. Like, people have to remember this is so unprecedented. Like, everything is changing. Um, it's because of the, I mean, and I get it as the, as when it comes to, if you think about parents and their need to go to work and the fact that they yes, can't bring yeah. their kids with them. I understand that. I totally yeah. understand that because as a parent, I, if I were to go back to school full time, I have absolutely no idea what I would do with my children on the days that they're not supposed to be in the building. I have no yeah, idea. That's true. What I would do with them. Um, which is a huge reason why I'm thinking about homeschooling, and, you know, working remotely in some right. capacity um, because I don't know how how I would I, – I get it. Like, everybody wants to send their kids somewhere. But <laughs> yeah. do you really want to send your kids to a place where they're going to get sick? Right. That's I mean, ultimately look at what, what it comes down to. We get sick. We always get sick no matter what. Dude, when yeah. the school year starts, always. Especially always, in the fall and winter. Like, yeah, there, there's always lice. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always, always lice. fucking lice. Nobody has or ever stopped bugs. lice. There's bed bugs. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't even say that word. There's <laughs> fucking, there's um, the flu all the time. Big, yeah. There's always a time of the year where everybody's dropping. Like, I got eight kids absent today. I got, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's 16 kids in second grade out because of the flu. Like, everybody's just dropping like flies. Like, yeah. Flu, 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 like all over the place. Yeah. It happens. There's colds. There's everything. They're getting everything all the time, no matter what. So you think you're going to put a paper thin mask on these kids and COVID's not going to spread. COVID right. that nobody has a fucking cure for yet or yeah. a vaccine. Cool. <laughs> it's sick. Good theory, bro. <laughs> Sounds great.
I just, yeah. I, I think, honestly, I was coming into this trying to think, like, man, we always do our things to positive spin. I don't know yeah. how to spin this positively. But what you said, I mean, ultimately, hopefully, we could just hope the state makes a good decision. And I don't know. The fact that they haven't said anything yet is makes me hopeful that they're not going to cave to this pressure from the federal government. We'll see. Yeah. But, I um, hope. Yeah. I hope. But it's really, really um, important, I think, to stay focused on what's directly in front of you. I feel like this is when, this is one of those times where you have to have, like, blinders on legitimate yeah. like blinders like i'm constantly being like okay what am i doing right right now i am sitting down i'm in my living room i am safe i don't have to go outside my kids are here yeah. with me everybody's okay like you know yes i have Stay to focus on the present yeah i have to always be like all right right now i have the option i can watch a movie on disney plus if i feel like it oh, i yeah. can listen to music watch Hamilton right now. for a third time yeah i've listened to oh did you know on a positive note, yeah. that um, a lot of the Hamilton stars have, like, albums out that I had no idea they had out, and they're amazing. Yes. Yeah. I was listening to Leslie Odom Jr.'s um, Oh, my day. God. He's it's so, so good. good. It I is so good. I haven't listened to too many other ones, but... Um, Anthony Ramos? You gotta listen to Anthony Ramos. Oh, I haven't heard his yet. Okay. So good. I'm gonna check that out. His song, the first Houston. song uh, is Dear Diary, and it's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sick. so proud okay. of him. I feel such pride yeah. because of Anthony Ramos because he grew up in my, in Bushwick where I grew up. No kidding, really? Yeah. Yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. He grew up Yeah, he grew up in Bushwick and he grew up I grew up I lived in Bushwick like from birth to age 11 and then I moved to Bed-Stuy. But so he grew up in Bushwick and he's Puerto Rican and I, like he has his YouTube yeah. channel and he shows like his family and his friends and his neighborhood and it's also relatable to me. And I'm like, knowing somebody who grew up in that area and knowing what that area is like, you know? Yeah. And what it was like back then. He's only a couple of years younger than me. And knowing what that, what it's like to be a kid there yeah. and to see what he's done, it's like, whoa, it's mind blowing to me. That's it's like, awesome. wow, he made it. I'm very he's, proud of him. He, he lights up whenever he's in Hamilton as either, you know, Hamilton's son or, um, John Lawrence, he just like lights up the stage. He's so good. He's so great. What's the guy that plays Washington? Oh my God, uh, David. Uh, no, wow. no, not David. Um, um, Christopher Jackson. Yes. Oh he's my God. Insane. I They're love all, insane. all of his every the whole. We watched it again. We watched it yesterday. Yes. We watched it again. We watched Amazing. it again. I was sitting here like, okay, let's let's replay this. Let's replay it again. Let's, we were just like taking our favorite songs and rewinding them a bunch, uh, like a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy and I do that. It was um, so I know good. One, one last time. It's like, Oh my God. Okay. So have good. you seen the one where they're doing it in front of Obama at the white house? Yes. Yes. Oh yes. My yes. God. And he starts, he cries no. at the end. Yes. Insane. Um, it's so good. Also, I didn't know, I didn't know, um, uh, Anthony Ramos is dating uh, Peggy. Jack, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. They're engaged. They're engaged. Damn. Yeah, Chrissy, show me a picture. I'm like, holy shit. That's like the best looking couple. It's perfect. Yeah. There's nothing better. And then on his like Instagram, I mean his um YouTube channel, he he like shows the he shows you get like an inside uh, scoop of their relationship. You can see like behind yeah. the scenes basically, okay. and. He shows the proposal and their relationship Aww. just seems, he just seems like such a genuine down to earth, yeah. like really sweet person. It's just yes. so nice. 
he seems so, very earnest whenever he's on stage too. Yeah. Just like, his um, whenever a satisfied begins, is like, all right, that's what I'm talking about. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's like amps it up so, so much. Mm-hmm. Such a good hype guy. Um, so good. Well, well, that's the positive spin. Um, yeah, there's out. a lot Let's to keep us focused. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> have to keep us focused on like happiness and and, yeah. and good things. Yeah, stay focused. Yeah, stay we have a teacher birthday coming up on Saturday. Whoop, whoop. Oh yeah, one I'm so our, excited. Yeah, one of our teacher's friends' birthdays coming, so we're gonna do a little yeah. game night. Whoop, whoop. I guess I guess it'll be like a game afternoon with some cornhole in the backyard. Oh Should yeah, be nice. I've been working on my cornhole game. It is pretty good. You will lose. well we'll see because it's uh, pretty nuts let's see you will lose we've also been reading our book this book I swear every time I read it I'm like damn but I really want to be in the classroom again (laughs) dude that's I was thinking about especially all the things he was listening today I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do these again, but I really want to do all these things. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I guess we'll jump in. Yeah. So we read the next 20 pages. Um, yes. And uh, you tell me where you want to start, but I was thinking yeah. about, like, where in the in the very beginning of this, this section that we read, um, he was talking about... Um, like, he mentioned, like, having autonomy in the classroom versus having, like, strict guidelines from admin. Yeah. That's and... something... Oh, right, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I know he was talking about just, like, kind of uh, making lessons that, you know, you want to hit all those, like, curriculum guidelines throughout the year, the curriculum goals. Yeah. Um, and kind of giving... Uh, you know, he tells this, like, amazing story about... Um, I think it was Donovan, right? Who who made this like mm-hmm. amazing play? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he makes, said he you think of Anthony Ramos. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's this beautiful story about how um, this kid Donovan um, he came in and he wrote this play and he was like, "Wow, we have to do something with this." And he pitched it to, to the school and they let them do this play like kind of after school um, as a class. As a class, yeah. What was it like the last period of school? Yeah, it was like the during the last period of school, and um, they were in like a, a leaky trailer, right? Like they yeah. would practice in his trailer or something, and yeah. they couldn't. The school didn't even give them time. To oh wait, do, to guys! Practice the play. Wait, I'm sorry. Spoilers. Yeah. What? Spoiler. <laughs> Every oh, time right, we talk yeah. about this, there will be spoilers. <laughs> just so yes, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, best if you've read the book already, which you yes. should. Yes. Great. Um, yes, please do. Yeah, and he. Um, he, it's funny because he keeps talking about this feeling of like, yeah, they're, they're practicing in the trailer. There's all these things working against them. Like they can't actually do the play, which like I was in high school, high school plays. Um, and this sounds insane. Like you can't actually run the play in the auditorium because they didn't have the time or the space to give it to them. And yeah. the first time they ran the play was when they did it in front of yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. And the leading man like dropped out. So Donovan, this, uh, the kid who wrote it and uh, directed it, he was also the leading man in it, much mm-hmm. like uh, Lynn and Hamilton which is funny. And uh, then, like, it, um, he keeps talking about this feeling as, like, he wants to take over. He wants to put his hands in it more. And um, 
And he says, ultimately, like this whole and, you know, they eventually do the play. It's amazing. People are like trying to sneak into the gym because it like sells out. I mean, they don't sell, but, you know, it's so crowded. People can't right, fit right. in the actual auditorium or the right. gym. Um, kids are sneaking in trying to see it, which was amazing. And yeah. he says, uh, you know, it's one of the, like one of his top teaching moments of all time. And yeah. um, this all came about because, uh, you know, he had he, he kind of relinquished control and he says he allowed himself to let Donovan make mistakes and he was fighting this feeling of trying to take over and he's like you know he wants to get in he wants to manage it more um and direct it more but he lets Donovan you know make mistakes on his own he lets him fail which is big Mm -hmm. Um, just the ultimate teacher failure Um, and he says this beautiful moment only really came about um due to that um that like relinquishing of power which in in itself is a powerful move like you have to be in a position of power to let go of your power and give it to the student um, yeah which you know is something uh was uh, he says like the greatest gift i could have given him that year was to let him follow his dream to let him try and fail repeatedly to help himself dust himself off and keep going and i think that's yeah. such a i don't know that's a very powerful message and something you i uh, definitely would have <laughs> you know definitely would have appreciated my first year because uh yeah. it, it's tough to you know you want to make yourself like an authority in the classroom especially mm-hmm. when you have to teach like you know you're in the school i i was and it's definitely gotten better but they were giving you more or less scripted lessons like hey you got to read from this page you have to do right. this 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 and this time very little freedom um yes very little like creativity in that restraint and now it's definitely gotten to a better place but there's still still those restraints there uh, but mm-hmm. reading this story was was definitely very inspiring, and you could definitely, uh, you know, you could you could see like the struggle uh, that he faced. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it was like one of his best memories of all time. So it was definitely worth it. I think about what that must be like for admin, though. Yeah. Um, like to strike that balance because some, you know, different people need different levels of management. Oh, just yeah. in general, Absolutely. and I remember having conversations with teachers who in in schools that give autonomy my school now gives a really like a whole lot of autonomy yeah like i can i can i can create classes i can you know i choose everything i can choose everything um as long as i'm hitting the standards which is great but i've had teachers um who no longer work there but who have worked there in the past say things to me like oh it's great working here because you can teach a shit lesson, like a bullshit lesson. The kids, nah. you know, they yeah, you don't, yeah. nobody's really checking. You don't have to. Um, Sometimes that comes with no accountability. Yeah. And then there are, I, I don't, you don't want to micromanage people, but yes. it's like there are, there will be, um, as there are everywhere, um, people who take advantage of that and don't know how to, how to regulate themselves and feel like, oh, you know, I'm just not in the mood today. We're not doing shit. And to be fair, there there are always some days where, like, there's been many, many days in every single classroom that I've had where it's been like, okay, everybody's kind of like, something's going on or everybody's in a mood. And you let can me feel just, the energy. Yeah. Let me take care of them right now. Let's have a, 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 a group discussion right now. Let's, yeah. like, scrap this lesson and deal with, like, the, the heart issue right now. That yeah. I understand. Um. And you need the space to be able to do that, too, because if you're being micromanaged, you can't. You can't, um, yeah. Yeah, but it's got to be hard on... I think, like, if I were to start my own school or something, what 
how I would be able to manage that. That must be like really It's difficult. funny. I, I think about that a lot too. Um, or just like having experience like, you know, people coming up in the middle of a lesson and telling you what you did like wrong. It, it's, yeah. that's not a great way to do that. Right. Um, but then there's also, I mean, it sounds like um, in just the examples he's given, he was in more of a comfortable place, I think, to make these decisions and probably wasn't like, he talks about the people coming in during one of his lessons and they were like so impressed and so like, this is how a classroom should be, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, then at the same time, you think like, well, I, I, you know, I wish I could do the project where everyone's working on a museum thing, or I wish I could mm-hmm. do this creative thing. But at the same time, I have all these like curriculum restraints yeah. or I have people coming in telling me how to do things. Yep. Um, it's definitely tough to, to find that creative balance. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about you when I was reading it, because he also talked about, like, sprinkling your own magic in your classroom. I, I love and, that part, yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 the school that you work at, where, where we met, where I used to work, is the yeah. exact opposite of where I work now, where yeah. the, they are super, like, they really micromanage you. They're super restrictive. Um, yes. um, and you have to follow a script. There are scripts. Like you have to write a script and you have to like follow the script and you have to yeah. like they'll tell you like say this and write this and yeah. everybody should have uniform anchor charts and like you know yeah um, much definitely the first year I mean it's not as is intense I mean no because I'm I'm my fifth year there now but it yeah. used to be that way absolutely and still yeah. is to some degree that's what it was like when I was there um, before I left and came to this school but then even yeah. in the first year in so we were assistant teachers at the same time and then we had our first classes at the same time on the same team second grade right yeah um even as assistant teachers and as first year lead teachers we found a way to yeah. make it our own absolutely like i remember and this was where they were like really especially i think first year teachers they're really micromanaging the shit out of you and that that's like, yeah that's true which is fine because you know, they have to make sure that you, that you get it, that you know what you're doing, but, yeah, um, it's really, really stressful. And <laughs> they were, they were, they were really, really micromanaging us. And, um, but you, I remember as a, as a, as an AT, as an assistant teacher, you were bringing Spidey into the classroom. You were giving <laughs> the kids yeah. like, like drawing tutorials. Oh, and, yeah. I remember I was I remember realizing that the kids weren't following directions and I made this whole game this following directions game yeah. um that I was able to do with them that they allowed me to like branch out and like try this game with them and it and it was really fun and it and it had to do with the unit that we were yes. um learning I think um I gave everybody a card that had like a number on it and then I and then I wrote directions on it like number one would like shout something then number two when you hear somebody shout this then you slam the door then number three when you hear the door slam then you have to do whatever and they had to follow the directions and make it to the end and when they did they got like the the escape room right or is it a different thing this was third grade as an at this was when they were learning about um learning about ellis island Oh, and, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like a whole, it was like the things that they had to do had to do with Ellis Island. Like, um, the things that they had to shout were like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but it was, it was yeah. things that had to do with Ellis Island and they, they had to follow the directions. And when they got to the end, if they, if they did it correctly, um, they got like 
points in there, hundred jar or something. Yeah. And then as a first first year teachers, I remember you um, bringing all the instruments into the classroom. You had like the guitar, oh, and, I bet, yeah. and I know you still do. You have like the <laughs> drums and. Um, yes, I love my drum. <laughs> yeah, and then you do like the time the time in with the kids. Can you talk a little bit about like what your magic is like in your classroom? Um, yeah, I love reading about these things. I mean, one could, or, or, you know, he was saying, like, sprinkling around magic. And it's funny, because one of them was something I had already done, which was good. I mean, like, oh, okay, well, I'm on the right track there, which is nice. But it is just, like, it's it's little things that some of them could be, like, like you said, incorporating into the lesson. But some of them are just, like, little things you do to, like, pick up, you know, like, as, like, little pick-me-ups throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this, <laughs> I always do this thing whenever a kid gets hurt in class, because, like, I mean, you could tell if it's, like, something major or something minor. Um, yeah. If they, some kids will fall, maybe get a little bit of a scrape, and they'll, like, be, you know, wailing on the floor like something crazy happened. Yeah. Um, so then I like to take out uh, invisible string from my pocket. I don't know why I did this. Maybe I've seen it somewhere. <laughs> but I just, like, take out – I first I take out everything in my pocket. I usually have my keys in my wallet. And mm-hmm. I'll give it to them. I'll just be like, hold this, hold this. And already they're like, oh, my God, I'm holding a wallet. This is crazy. You know, that, that already is yeah. like taking their mind <laughs> off this. I tell them to hold these things. I'm like, oh, good, here it is. It's my string. And I'll tie the invisible string around there. I call it magic string. And I tell them to look at it. And, you know, like holding it. It's like, okay, I see it. I tie it <laughs> around there. You know, this is after we give them a Band-Aid. I'm not ignoring mm-hmm. it that they're bleeding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I'll put it around their, like, leg or whatever. And I tell them to cut the string. They cut it, and then I say, like, okay, like, how does it feel? And they'll still say it hurts. I'm like, okay, magic string, it'll be, uh, it heals you in five minutes, okay? So in five minutes, tell me again if it hurts. And mm-hmm. that's, like, a, enough of a time for them to completely forget about forget, it. Forget, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, this is little kids. Definitely want to work with high school or <laughs> be a problem with high school. That's but, so um, cute, though. The kids really like it. <laughs> that's uh, so adorable. Yeah, it's just, like, weird like weird stuff that I don't know. It's it's something that like like he said, make it make it you, you know, like just add yeah. in your own little touches that no one like no one is ever gonna tell you to do that. You just have to kinda like, I don't know, think of think of something silly that you like. Um yeah. maybe things that worked with you as little kids. Um I would definitely bring in you talk about bringing Spidey in the classroom and yeah. I would always bring in well for Halloween I always dress up as Spidey. Or I try to. Yeah. The past two years I have and I bring in that little web shooter, you know, like it's it shoots the silly string. Yeah. Uh, and one year I ran around when I was teaching kindergarten, I would just run to each classroom and silly string the teachers and the kids um, <laughs> and run away with my Spidey mask on. I kind of stopped doing it because <laughs> it would get the class like all amped up and then the teachers yeah. would have to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, but it was really because like kids like year like this most recent year, this one kid, I didn't even he wasn't even in my class, but he was like, Oh, Mr. D, I remember you came in and silly stringed me that one year. I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> it's funny. That is so cute. And do you remember like having races and at recess with the kids, like racing them? Yes. Well, yeah. Oh. I well, I don't know if I told that story, or I don't know if you were at the school at that point, but I, I that's how I raced. Uh, that's how I broke my collarbone. I was racing yeah. one of the kids. <laughs> and then you fell. Yeah. 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 yeah I was racing. I remember, it was good. I remember I had uh, I had a little boy. You'll remember him. I'm not gonna say his name, but um. Yeah. He had really bad asthma, and yeah. every time we went outside to recess, like he would move and have to go to the nurse because he oh. had really bad asthma. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, he felt bad because I used to race the other kids or like play tag with the other kids, and I would see him yeah. like upset. Oh. And so we invented the 
the slow motion tag game <laughs> where we would move like like we were in the matrix like really oh, really I slow this and... the kids in my class remember? were playing that yeah yeah we used to <laughs> go really really slow like we were trying to like we were in the matrix or like in a in yeah, like yeah. i don't water. know anyway yeah moving through water and then like try to tag each other and they would think it was so hilarious it was so cute <laughs> yeah those it was great. fun or like when i would when my kids were sick um i didn't know you did that with the silly chick i never saw you do that i um, think it was the year after you left maybe um, last year. That's so cute. But like, yeah, when my kids would have like when they would do the same thing because they do that at all ages. I swear they'll be like, oh, <laughs> my stomach hurts or my head oh, hurts, yeah. you know. So uh, one day I did this and then I just kept doing it. I would be like, all right, I'll, I'm gonna order you a new one. You need a new one, so let's get <laughs> it. And then I would literally go on Amazon and type in like stomach. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I would show them That's what comes awesome. up, and it would be, like, plastic stomachs. Oh, and I'd be oh like, you God. could actually get this. They sell everything online. <laughs> you could get this thing, and then you could just replace oh, it. And then God. the kids would laugh and forget that they had, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever their problem was. Yeah. It was cute. Distractions are always good. But, like, funny, funny one. Like, he talks about... um he would like pretend he is hosting a news show or something. His kids are like walking in the hallway and act- interview yeah. them as to why they're always late. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's pretty funny. Instead it's of just really saying like, cute. hey, get to class, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would do walking races a lot, which were fun whenever like <laughs> I was racing one of the kids back to class. But, um, you know, you always got to let them win. Sometimes I wouldn't let them win. Cause sometimes, you know, I mm. wanted to show them I was a little bit faster. Right. <laughs> do you remember that one time where we had like the best day ever because again uh all the kids were sick and it was like yeah, a blizzard yes yeah yep. everybody was sick and it was a fucking blizzard and we all had to come to work no anyway so we came to work. yeah yeah we came to work we had like four kids between our three classes and, oh my like, god yeah that was amazing um, we mixed your class and my class and then we had our favorite person carmen who was yeah. our split assistant teacher and it was the three yeah. of us in the classroom together. That was the best day. I feel like it was so fun for all of us to just be in the classroom together. Yeah, it was so good. We uh, we played off each other so well, and it, it was yeah. uh, it was just fun. We were just like coming up with ideas on the spot and having fun. Yeah. It's kind of just, just like br- a yeah, bringing all the magic to you know all into one classroom. It was so fun. Um, and then I think about but you know when I was thinking about this, I was like, there's always those kids that take it too far. Yeah, that yeah. don't understand the fucking boundary. Like I play a lot. I'm always playing with my kids. I play with them all the time. Like everything is yeah. a big joke. Um, until I get pissed off, but <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> it's like it's very fun and very light all the time. Like I'm always like they can make fun of me because I make fun of them. It's all good. Yeah. But I had this one kid who like would always take it a step too far. Oh my God, there's a fly in here. Oh Jesus. Uh-oh. What is oh, this? God. It's so big. Like I had, I had a kid who, um, he would always, um, like we would always kind of make fun of each other. And then he, then he would take it too far. And we were walking in the hallway one time and he like ran ahead of me and like, um, tripped himself on my feet. <laughs> oh my God. And then fell, like, really aggressively, like, fell. Baby, go to sleep. Sorry, I'm easily. Um, yeah. Like, threw himself down and fell. And um, I was like, okay, safety first. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go are taking nuts. it too far. Like, relax. 
Um, but he addresses that too. He addresses like the kids that take it too far and how he can He will tell them like, um, I thought that sentence was so funny. Student, I care more oh, about. Yeah. Yes. He he did bring up um, like the yeah, boundaries the who, and yeah, yeah. And what I what I said last week. Um, when we were talking about this book and I was saying like, you know, we, I can't do all the things that he says because of the restrictions because of, you know, creepy ass teachers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. In in uh, what he's talking about creating classroom or strong relationships. Relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he talks about um, how he sets the boundary and and it reminded me that, like, not all kids are going to, like, respond to you the same way. And they don't all have to have yeah. the same relationship with you. Um, and the ones that are a little bananas, you know, sometimes they need, like, stricter boundaries and more reminders and less. Play you know, you know, there's some kids that you just cannot play too much with because then they don't know how to how to bring it back. Come back from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there are the ones that don't that are really quiet and don't need. Uh, don't like all that attention. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about like putting the little eyeballs on them. Oh yeah, that was cute. Which yeah, so I he's love. watching them. <laughs> yeah, like just and I and I really and it, I've always known this, but it was like he articulated it um, in a way that I hadn't thought of. Like there are yeah. kids who like having the relationship. Um, it's not necessarily about. Um, being the kid's like best friend or being like the clown that makes everybody laugh all the time. Yes. It really is about letting them know that they're seen and that you care about them regardless of who they are or how they act or what their grades are or any, it's just the fact that like I am, you are my student and I see you and I care about you and it instantly made me think about a girl that I have now um, she'll be with me for the next two years because you know I teach six, seven, eight, she was a sixth right. grader this year that's just oh, nice. Yeah. Um, she's super silent, like really, really silent. Doesn't talk to anybody, like kind of trembles when she has to say something, you know, oh. um, just like really scared. And he talks about, um, having lunch with the kids. And I do that. Like my, my classroom is open. Yeah. I immediately thought your classroom when I read that part. Like, yeah. Oh, the kids always are in there for lunchtime. They can come if they want to, and they do what they want to do. Like sometimes, I'll put on a movie. Sometimes we'll have a conversation. Sometimes, you know, there's different groups in there at the same time. And um, she so cool. always, always came to my classroom for lunch. Oh, I love that. And she wouldn't talk. She would not talk. I would try to talk to her and she would get very, like, like she would clam up. And yeah. she would not talk to me. Um, very rarely would she, like, speak to me. But she was really good at art. She was, like, an amazing artist. Oh. And so I always like made sure to like um, let her know that I saw that, that I acknowledged that. And I would bring art supplies into my classroom during lunchtime and put them near her seat so that she could do that. And then oh, so that's she would, beautiful. yeah, so she would just come upstairs and sit by herself and eat lunch and paint and just create stuff. That sounds um, like a great lunch to me. It was that. nice for her. And she always yeah. came back. And then my kids wrote, um, I got them to write a, which was fun, which was, I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't have autonomy, but we, I got them to um, create a poetry book, which is still in the damn classroom. I need to get it like, and, oh. and <laughs> like put it together. Yeah. But um, they, they made a poetry book about their neighborhood, about living where they live. 
and I told you this, like she, I asked her to be one of the illustrators of the poetry book and she loved that idea. Yeah, that's so cool. So, um, so it was very, it was my own way of putting a little eyeball on her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to talk to me. We don't have to joke and play and you don't have to trip yourself on my feet and be all silly. Um, yeah, exactly. but, but I see you and I acknowledge you and I value you and I care about you. Yeah. You gave her that opportunity to just show up and she always did. Yeah. Like you're safe here. Yeah. That speaks so much to those kids. Cause I, I it's funny cause like the quiet kids in my class, um, I always want to connect to them too. Cause I was a quiet kid. And um, it's funny, thinking back, I never had a teacher who, I don't know if my teachers just couldn't do that, but they, I never had a teacher who said, like, hey, come chill here for lunch. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would have, because I would, I mean, I'm pretty sure I had friends in all my lunch periods, but, you know, like that core group. But uh, that is like, it it seems like such a weird thing for a teacher to say, honestly, at least back when I was in high school, it's like, whoa, there was such a a divide between like the classroom and the the rest of the school and like. Yeah, I, I never felt I could communicate with my teachers in a way like talking. I don't know. Yeah. Or just like it's like I don't know. But no, it I'm, didn't I'm, exist. Yeah, it didn't. It, yeah, it, that's true. I, I feel like it didn't exist. But um, now, I mean, hearing, I mean, you're doing this. I'm. I'm. Hopefully, other teachers are doing this too. It, it makes me like so. I don't know. Just appreciative for teachers who are doing this, and and hopeful for those kids who. Maybe if they had gone to my school, didn't have that chance to just, like, hang out in a safer space for them. Yeah. Um, it's nice that those kids do get that chance, which is, uh, yeah, I'm hopeful. Hopeful they uh, don't have, I don't know, any, any like, uh, anxieties or, or stresses in school. Maybe that's, like, abating them a little bit and helping them get through the day. Right. But uh, that's do all you, you can think, hope for, I guess. <laughs> do, do you think... Um... Something that came up for me, uh, he didn't necessarily write this. He didn't write this at all, but it, it, it made me think about this. Um, having the energy to maintain that, you know, that fun streak or the, yeah. or being able to, to, to do this, to, the even magic. if it's not, yeah, to, to sprinkle this. Do you have enough magic to last you through Friday? <laughs> That's you know really I mean? interesting. Yeah. Can you keep this up consistently? Does that... Um, does that happen to you sometimes where you feel like, okay, I've given my magic, like <laughs> I need, I can't. It's true. Cause yeah, sometimes you have like your, your toolkit, you know, like things I know, like, like I said, the magic string thing, like things, you know, mm-hmm. will work with mm-hmm. some kids and sometimes it just doesn't. And you're like, oh crap, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something new on the spot. And sometimes, you know, he kind of brings up that, um, that kid, Joe, who he would try his usual routine on, you know, he'd take him out of the classroom to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and give him his whole spiel, and it wouldn't work with him. But uh, energy-wise, like it, I feel like for the most part, I would do those magic things sometimes for myself too. You know, like yeah. I would just do make the kids like do something fun because, like, you know, you were kind of saying you could feel the energy in the room, and like if you are teaching or like I would find with the kindergartners a lot, they're just like uninterested or bored. Something's going wrong in the lesson. Like mm-hmm. I would legit just break out my drum and do like, all right. Uh, everyone get in a circle and we have like a competition or something like a dance off because they really like doing those Um, and I would just make up some beat and then we do that for like two minutes and it's like okay everyone's kind of back to feeling good and we we go on with the lesson Um, but but that took a while you know like um, but that's an interesting question I never felt like I couldn't do those little things throughout the day yeah I I would I mean I would look forward to them like 
um, in the hallway, I'd play these games with the kids where they'd, um, like, before they get in the classroom, I'd be like, okay, go ahead, like, go to your, you know, uh, I'd point them into the classroom, and then I'd, like, kind of block them, and they'd have to get past me. I'm like, okay, come on, you know, you gotta get in the classroom, and then i move in front of them again, and at yeah. that point, they'd realize I'm playing a game, so they'd, like, smile and stuff. It was a fun way to start <laughs> the day. Um, yeah. But I'd look forward to those, and I, I hope they felt me maintain my energy. Uh, they helped me maintain my energy level. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Uh, what I have, would you I have definitely I have definitely burned out. I have burned out. I really? And I think um it, it mainly what happened when on those weeks when I would hear some really horrible thing that a kid was going through. Yeah. Or like um, you know, like if I if it was like really heavy emotional stuff, it would drain me. Like I would always show up, you know, for them, but I would I would yeah. it would I, by the end of the week I was dead. I remember just being like, All right, yeah. I need like a whole day where I don't have to do anything, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and I, like, I, asked, I, I, like, wrote to, to Reynolds about this while the school year was happening on one of his Sunday night teacher talks where I was like, look, I'm new to middle school. The problems that they're dealing with are, like, major. Yeah. I'm an empath to a degree. I really hold, like, the trauma that they're feeling. And yeah. it's hard for me to, like, get up every day and be like okay time to be like you know patch adams oh yeah yeah you know yeah. and in the same way yeah absolutely yeah and um and then his response was like you know you have to take care of yourself you have to like take care of yourself first and make sure that you're meditating and that you're filling yourself up and that you have something to to bring to them um because if you're just giving and not replenishing that it doesn't do like and so he was saying that he does like the five minute journal which i told you i do in my class with my yeah Um, right right. and i i had been doing that before he said that but i realized that i wasn't like always consistent and it's it's interesting like the cycle that you know teaching creates with the relationship with the kids and the relationship with yourself like you have to maintain your own sanity and mental health in order to to be there for them. You have to take care of you or, or you can't for me anyway, yeah. like they kind of forced me to take care of myself in a way that I normally wouldn't in order to That's be really there interesting. more for yeah. them. Yeah. That is like a, a resource really that kind of that fun, you know, creative spirit. Um, I definitely don't, I mean, I, I, I don't get the, the stories that, <laughs> that you get, you know, and uh, from the kindergartners, definitely not as much, but um I wonder how, like, how that's going to... Well, during remote learning, were you feel Like, were you able to do those those things as much, those magical things? Like, were you feeling as burnt out or burnt out for different no, reasons? No, I mean, for different reasons, yeah. I did yeah. I did feel I did feel burnt out. I, I did... It did really weigh on me, especially because the kids were going through way more. The kids were going yeah, through... I was going to um, say... Yeah, the kids were the things that I was hearing that they were dealing with were crazy, and I would like reach out to them and be like, "Well, did you get a hug today?" And they're like, oh. "No, my family's afraid to to touch me." Yeah. Um, and it was it was hard, but there was still a magical. You know, I was still able to do magic, yeah. like especially when you have autonomy. Like I told you that we did like the whole comic books. Did I tell you the comic yeah. book lesson? Oh, and, uh, yeah. And, so we had like movie nights, and we had like yeah, yeah. Um, we had you lunch try to get together. Them to watch the Incredibles, right? <laughs> yeah, and we had like lunch together. 
um, our final, yeah, our final um, homeroom meeting of the day. We we would have lunch. We still did our lunch together, and I was, you know, I I did the best that I could. It, it wasn't yeah. the same, um, but yeah, yeah, I did. I was getting I was getting burnt out. I was. I was. Yeah. I was. It's funny. I couldn't do as much like of those things, like the silly things with the kids over Zoom mm. and like holding their attention over the internet was like very hard. So that but you kind had of a monkey. I did have Momo the monkey. He was fun. But um, they, at, at the same time, they like, so much of it is like interacting in person. Sometimes yeah. I duck out of the camera and just talk to them as Momo. And that was fun. Yeah. Or um, we go on like virtual field trips. And that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. But I, I, I would need that like human contact to kind of get, I kind of feed off their energy too. Yes. Uh, if that makes sense. And I couldn't, you know, it just looked. Like, I'll do something silly, and then I would look at them, and they'd, like, laugh, but then they're just, like, sitting still. Meanwhile, in the yeah. classroom, you know, we'd be getting up and doing fun stuff. It's um, like being an improv actor. It, it, yeah, it absolutely is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so interesting. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I can't imagine having to feel, because I, I, I have no idea. Like, the, the stories the kids come to me with, they're not... You know, you ask them how things are going and they'll probably say it's fine and they'll tell you what they had for, like, dinner last night, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Some kids have said some, like, you know, more emotionally taxing stuff, but nothing to the extent of, like, middle schoolers. But I don't know if I'd be able to to pull myself back from that if I I heard something and still do these, like, fun, you know, fun little uh, moments with them throughout the day. That's definitely tough. I mean, I think when you're with them, you want them to be happy. So you do it, like... You want them to be, uh, you you want the happiness for them even more when they're going through stuff. So yeah. you do it like you still do you do you might do it even more than you normally would have, but then at the end of the day, like I would come home and just be just drained. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like super drained. Um, yeah. and then I would I would then I would like stay up late trying to like make myself happy again, and then <laughs> get like four hours of sleep Refill. and then go back and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, well, the the good thing is we're still on summer vacation. We oh are currently God, on yeah. summer vacation. Yesterday was summer vacation. Today yeah. is summer vacation. Hey, guess Tomorrow what? is summer vacation. I'm gonna stay up till four a.m. tonight. Who cares? Do yeah. Whatever I want. Um. Same. Yep. There's no Take a glorious nap. Oh yeah, yep. that sounds nice. Will be amazing. Midday, I get ridiculed. I'm gonna have Chrissy listen to this podcast because I get mocked for my midday nap. Oh. <laughs> me too. Lionel's always making fun of me for a midday nap. He's like, "What are really? you, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop I napping. <laughs> exactly. Naps are g- great. The that's, that's the recharge. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Yeah, that or coffee, or both. But, or both. <laughs> you ever drink coffee and then t- take a nap directly after? I do. Yes. That. <laughs> I've actually I read an article about that saying that. People do this strategically because if you drink coffee and then nap for a little bit, the coffee will like hit your system as soon as you wake up. When you wake up, you like more. Uh, and then al- you're alert. crazy. And then you're a psycho. And no <laughs> yeah. <else to> talk. <laughs> and, then, and then you can do everything. Yeah. I think so, uh, that, that that needs to be the key for like the classroom when we do get back. Like, take a twenty minute nap on your a break, like on a prep, um, oh. but drink coffee right before. And yeah. then take a 20-minute nap and then wake up and then, like, turn into the Tasmanian devil. Which I'd love to do a study or something with that and see, uh, you know, if people mm-hmm. feel more productive. I bet they do. They have For to. For sure. It's science. 
can't argue with science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this uh, extended edition of Chip. It's very long. It's very, very long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the number one teaching podcast for teachers who do nothing and are staying mm-hmm. positive about it. We are very uh, positive, as you can tell. Very positive, sometimes somber, <laughs> but that's positive too. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's true. Uh, and make sure to check out our Instagram. Give us a follow at ChaCast. Uh, it's blown up. We got art tutorials. We got previews mm. of our next book and beautiful pictures of me and Amanda <laughs> and her kids. And it's amazing. Give it Fantastic. a follow. Yeah. And um, have a great day. And (laughs) as always, (laughs) stay positive. Or else, I'm such a fraud. (laughs) 